0: Two. Hey guys, welcome to episode 56 of CMD Towers Bruise and Builds. I'm Mr. Oh, Combo and my fellow host, in some private circles, is called a Reckless Bushwhacker, oh, Big oh, Tuck. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: not not burying the lead on this one, so let's get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> hello, allies and alliances? A great shot sure. of magic
0: uh, from there. Mr. Combo, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, getting more and more excited from the time of this recording. I am exactly a week away from a, starting my vacation, Ooh, going and nice. doing. Uh, so, collective. It, it, I'm, a, I'm a bigger me and me and Big Tucker, big guys. We we used to you know play football and weightlift and all that stuff, and of course, we're lazy pieces of crap now. Oh, speak for yourself. But I like app. to still think that you know I can still do activities just fine. So we're going to Colorado. We're going to, so we drive Saturday or drive Friday. And so Saturday will be your first full day. Here's right out of the gate. 16 mile hike. I We talked about this
1: last week. Well, sort of. In reality, we talked yeah. about this yesterday? Question mark. Uh, I think it's a little rangy. However, I do have an anecdote about being the bigger guy thing. So I know you and I both sweat a lot. Um, yes and piles of it right so I think recently I've noticed that because I live by myself I work in IT so it's very rare between the hours of like 6 to maybe like 6 p.m it's very rare actually like having a conversation with somebody and my voice is so loud I started to notice like once I start talking I start sweating under my armpits <laughs> profusely well <laughs> it's so strange like I'll be sitting here in my air-conditioned house not even worried about it and then the second I'm with like a with a video call i'm like god like what is wrong with me it's like it's like i was just doing jumping jacks in the attic when i was literally just talking and typing on a keyboard so
2: i mean in all fairness you do jumping jacks with your hands when you talk they are slicing the air i feel like we're getting hacked right now but i'm not ready for that bit yet so uh i also am going on a trip this weekend
1: here's my question for you i know that you just had a recent incident or rush with the vid if you will um, a brush with death of sorts. So what are your preparations um, that you're planning on doing for the trip? I know you're driving, right?
0: Yeah, so we're gonna drive, that way we avoid airplanes. Yep. And honestly, the airplanes, we weren't concerned about getting the COVID, but we didn't want to deal with the crazy people that come right. also worried about COVID. Yeah. So we're driving, we got an Airbnb, Um, and we thought we'd do the trail things, but, Honestly, at this point, we already got it. Right, right, right. I think, th- I think, I think we have some sort of "quote unquote" immunity to it for at least a few months. So I'm gonna while it out, man. I'm gonna go start licking surfaces. <laughs> I'm gonna start like asking people to cough in my all mouth. All those delicious light pulls that you've been having to ignore the lick on <laughs> and finally are coming back. Uh, but, but on a sad note, uh, we have been without a fully functional washer and dryer now for about I don't know three months. What? Uh, to where like our washing machine, we would have to, we'd run it and then there would still be soaking wet clothes, pile of water, so we'd have to spin drain it and then it'd be fine. And then we'd take it out, put it in the dryer. You'd have to dry it two or three times. The issue is is our, our the way that we get down to the basement, which is where our quote unquote battlegrounds are, uh, there's a hard 90 degree corner when you go down the stairs, and there's a big old uh, post right there. Yeah. So you can't take a washing machine or dryer down that way. So the only way is through the back door in the basement, but that back door is only 26 inches wide because it's a storm door. Yeah, right. No no washer and dryer is that thin unless you're gonna get like one for an apartment. So how get down which, there in the first ridiculous. place. Apparently they took it down there, then then
1: put oh, in then the door, built wall around it. Well, the real the real so, issue the real issue that you have with that back storm door is you're gonna have to clean off about sixty pounds of leaves to be able <laughs> to use it.
0: No, I'm just gonna set them on fire. <laughs> uh, hopefully the house doesn't burn down. Uh, so I just dis- so. I tried to get a washer dryer down here. Best Buy's like, sorry, too wide. And the one I was trying to get was like a 20 an inch wide. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to the smallest one they have. So they showed up Tuesday, tried to do it. Sorry, just still not quite big enough. I was like, holy balls, let me call someone to repair because we got to get something working. Repair people came out today. A, they, they fixed my dryer, which I guess it just needed all the vents and stuff clean to get proper right ventilation. Now. They didn't ask me. They just did it. So that was one hundred and sixty dollars that I spent. For now, nothing, because then they told me, "Well, we can't fix your washing machine, and no one in Kansas City will fix it, because basically the only way to repair it, they have to take apart the entire machine, oh, and then do this one component and then put it all back together." Right. And so, ba- and, and so it it frustrated me to no end, and I'm still frazzled about it because it's like, well, if you knew the washing machine couldn't be fixed, why the hell did you fix my dryer and charge? <laughs> charge me 160 something dollars like that's absolutely so just, ridiculous
1: mean, that right now what we're looking at very well could be two commander spell books i just went down <laughs> i was gonna say down the drain but it got caught in the lint trap
0: boom! boom still got it so i have now had to hire a contractor to come out saturday morning take off my door and frame in the basement Best buy will then, now have to, I have to coordinate with them to then get there, deliver the stuff, and then when they're done, call him back to come reinstall my door.
2: I would have bought a new house by now. Who is this? Identify yourself, caller. <laughs> oh, hey, this, We've is, been uh, hacked. this is This is Squee McGee, uh, chief and commander of the Weatherlight Report, our alternate universe. It feels like you uh, need some sort of introduction. Thing. No,
0: you're <laughs> I haven't heard about Big Tuck's week. How have you been? I am fine. Uh, uh, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. So, okay. I, haven't, I haven't figured
1: that out. Uh, I got turned down for the two jobs i applied for so far, so that sucks, but I'm going to go fishing oh, this weekend. Oh, you're not moving, bitch. Uh, well, raise we see.
0: But who is this mysterious <laughs> person? Inter- interfering with our broadcast. You're, you're bit, you're bit, you're, the bits burned. <laughs> we, how you doing? What? Already? So once we interrupted the bit, you can't go back well, to okay, the bit. I will, I will it's, be- it's like the guy that tries to tell a joke and then you interrupt him and then he starts at the beginning of the joke again. Yeah. You can't do I that. Will, okay, so to be
1: fair to all this, I did blow my load, or load of laundry, if you will, uh, <laughs> when he when he had the perfect interruption and I wasn't ready, so I guess this yeah. one's on me. Hi, Squee, how are
2: you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. We've had a- <laughs> The uh, bottling line's been down all week, so uh, work's sure. been canceled like a snow day every night at like 7 p.m. They'll send an email and say, well, we're not working tomorrow because we have no beer to fill the bottles with. Mm. Um, you know, other than that, I've, I've had a week off. I built a new deck, a newish old deck from, uh, from Rafi's cards, and... <laughs> Uh, we're going to try that out, I think, this weekend. Uh, looks like the, the Magic <laughs> games are getting rescheduled, but, you know, we'll we'll see. Well, I guess this would be last weekend in the time continuum. Um, whatever you want to call it. But, hey, I'm going to be
0: playing this weekend. You play online, fool. Uh, that's just not
2: the same. Playing online really sucks.
0: Uh, anyways, uh, if you want to know what doesn't suck, supporting our sponsor yeah. and the CMD Tower team uh, by heading over to level1gameshop.com. They do sell all the magic accessories you need, all the board game accessories you need. Uh, they do sell singles. And they sell all the stuff. Uh, great competitive pricing. Uh, they, they're they just awesome. Go check them out. Um, if you'd like to help us out financially, you can head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels. Rewards vary from getting access access to the very lively I can't keep up with it discord no, because uh, you guys are awesome keep it up um, I really thought we would create a discord and it would be crickets yeah. or kobolds
1: oh, I don't nice. know if that fits or sure. not because <laughs> well, I really tried I really wanted to push a slack group for our local gaming and it crashed and burned so I went yeah, I did. highly skeptical but it turns out we're, we're now conversing with technically literate people
0: Uh, But if you'd like to, uh, so you do that for just a buck a month, or you could pledge as, you know, next as little as $5 up to 25. And then we'll actually send you some free, I guess not free, because you're paying for it, (laughs) CMD Tower swag. Um, And, you know, we actually give you a discount on that stuff versus going to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. So if you can't, you know, help us out uh, financially on a monthly basis, but you still want to pick up a really sweet sitting tight or get up and fight coin, Uh, that features Queen McGee, you just go buy one and still join the Discord for a buck a month. You don't have to, uh, you know, join a Big Tux Brew Buddies or Mr. Combo's Storm Count uh, to be able to get the sweet, sweet swag. Uh, But if you guys can't help us out financially, just share the content you're watching and listening to because truly every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. Um, In every episode, we do want to give a shout out to the music provided by Pink Royal. And hey, stay tuned until the end so you guys can get details and how you could win the brand new giveaway for September. Can't believe it's September. It's kind of scary. So Brews and Builds is our deck deck series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state, that's grains.
1: Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats, and just like a grain profile, they're
0: usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one's going to be how does your board interact with everything your opponents are doing, whether on their own boards or what they're trying to do to your board. We call that hops. Helps give the beer
1: its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like
0: IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then we have one of my favorite sections. How does your deck actually end games? How do you put your fist in someone's high five? Uh, we call that yeast. Uh, yeast are living microorganisms that
1: eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without the yeast, to be drinking flat sugar water.
0: Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And if, you, if we were recording this on video to where you guys could see us, I am obsessed with uh, flipping that coin. Cool. This isn't even a product pitch. Yeah, I just keep flipping this coin. I literally do this at work all day really? long. Really? Uh, makes me feel like Two Face. Yeah. Uh, and then the next thing is shenanigans. <laughs> this could be pet cards, synergies, alter the broods that are mm-hmm. in the deck that are just kind of fun. We uh, call that spice. Not every beer has
1: them, but spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns the stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. I really got to start bringing back the beer the beer of the day section but anyways not every deck has something that makes it pop but if it does is where we generally
0: talk about it and then to cap off the episode we have redundancy this is a bottle capping big tucks and eyes cuts and recommendations to the deck that are under five bucks under fifty dollars and a personal no budget only restriction. So we can't talk about mana only lands so without further ado let's get brewing new month new theme we have moved on from Commanders Don't Matter onto Tribal, where your Commander really does have yes, to matter. For uh, sure. It's the laziest thing there is in EDH because you can literally just jam X Tribe into the deck and see what horror or beauty comes from it. Or one could say Beauty or the Beast. Oh. So. To kick it off, Big Tuck's actually going to talk about his very first five color deck we've ever featured on the show. Hey, We are talking General Taziri Allied Front. And I don't know, is it General Taziri? Because you left an A out of the header? You are not wrong. No, it is Taz. Or is it like Taziki sauce? It is Taziri, <laughs> I
1: believe. Um, although, it, yeah, t- tisery does sound like a delicious something that might go on what some people refer to as a gyro, but the people in know would refer to as a gyro. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I thought it also was fitting to start off with arguably one of the most bland tribes out there Besides perhaps maybe slivers my allies today hey. hey, so um for those who don't know general Tazuri is kind of the de facto uh, Commander to it so we can go through her real quick Four colorless and a white for a three four legendary creature human ally I actually can't read this even with my glasses. So mr. Combo take it away
0: <laughs> uh, It's a mythic and uh, when General tazari ETBs, you may search your library for an ally creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand and shuffle your library, which honestly for five mana is very lackluster. Sure. Not very good. Here's where General tazari is even a CEDH commander. For Wooberg, ally creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of colors among those creatures so so good yeah, it's quite especially good especially if you have a, if you have a couple wooburgs I'm going to Wooberg, then Wooberg. Uh, all my stuff gets plus 10 oh man so there is there there
1: there's pretty much two ways to build a deck that I've seen. One of which, one of which is the way I didn't do it, which is actually really more of a combo deck because there's one, yep. there's one, uh, there's one ally that you can tutor up once you make infinite mana through food chain combo or whatever else that you can kind of rinse and repeat and all that jazz. So I didn't want to do that because it's degenerate and kind of boring. So I went with even the more vanilla route of just jamming in as many <laughs> allies as I possibly could. Uh, so this this deck actually started as my. Um, my uh ambiguously gay duo deck and the
0: it was it was back when i was like doing more Kiro and or Kiro and miro of meletus i totally got something like (laughs) no Kiro and tiro of meletus yes yes, the the meletus boy knows kind of there it is nice
1: um so uh it started actually as only i think i when i first built it it was only creatures it was only creatures in the deck and I went with the allies thing. I think I played it once and realized that it was absolutely horrible and I had no fun playing it whatsoever. <laughs> um there just isn't enough support for it. So with Tazri coming in um and getting access to, ramp, draw, those kind of things that come with you know non-permanence, uh, it's pretty fun. So I also will say this, so this deck's price is well under $200, and I have the best of the best of the allies that you possibly can get. So if you're looking to build a super <laughs> budget deck uh, or a relative budget deck, depending on where you're at, um, this one's good. The thing that's even crazier about this is I don't think I've gotten below second place playing this deck.
0: I I think I'm like 50-50 with winning or getting second somehow. I have no idea why. I know why. It's because you're the king of the politics of,
3: what do you do Blah, 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 blah. I just Why need to
1: hit you me. for five it's no dig it's one card the deck's terrible um but once it does get once it does start getting off to the races it does help um so yeah like it's not a deck that I play often um not because it's you know boring or anything like that but it is kind of like it can get blown out really quick. Um, it's one of those decks we talked about where you we talked about like throttling down. So if I'm playing with people that are playing very casual decks, like the pre-cons of the world and whatnot, this is a deck I'll grab and just run it out and see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and you know and I think it's interesting because as I was trying to use EDH rec to find some recommendations to maybe push the deck a little further, mm-hmm. It's actually kind of hard to do because, and and that this is the first commander we've come across this for, um, because General Tazri is a true CEDH commander, um a lot of the cards that show up on General Tazri lists are C E D H cards. Right, right. Um so so when you're looking at the list, like yeah, you'll see some allies, but then you'll see some cards like, what the hell is this doing <laughs> yeah. in here? If you had no idea about that kind of meta. Right. Um so I, I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. I think I've seen this deck once out. Um and I do think you won the game, which was very upsetting. Uh huh. hashtag blasted. I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat lukewarm on allies. I tried to make an ally deck at some point. I think I tried to go off of the Boros ally commander. Not going to mention his name just in case yep. we talk yeah, about yeah. it. But that was the one I initially tried to do because he did come out before General Tassery. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I tried to make that work, and it just didn't. And I even think I tried to use him in standard. Didn't work. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I've just had bad bad experiences with allies. Allies just kind of seem to me like... A tribe where Wizards is doing the bare minimum yes. effort to give support. Like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, BFZ came out and we have all these allies. And then just randomly, it'll be like, oh, that's a Corbold ally. That's random. Yeah, yeah, and totally. Uh, and so, I think, or, oh, dinosaur ally. And, and I
1: think there's a lot of stuff. A lot of the stuff works. Like so, Tice, friend of the show, Tice brought up a really good example where allies are really dependent with entering the battlefield effects and kind of cascading down, right? We're at, so yeah. he calls them like the poor man slivers because a lot of the stuff they're doing are the same things that slivers do. Sure. But slivers just keep them throughout the game, right? So it's yeah. a lot. You you have to worry a lot less about sequencing. Um, and also it doesn't help that my CMC is three five which i'm
0: and also your color combination oh, it's, is oh, way it's, off. It's, and
1: i i can tell you this i have tried i've tried the best with the lands that i have because my this is like the bare minimum of like there's there's things in here that like i see in a pre-con it makes me sick and it's always been those <laughs> things where it's like i know what i i know what i need to do it really wouldn't be that hard i think for like 20 dollars i could probably get the land base in here to make it not completely off kilter um but interestingly enough it's never been something i've really struggled with which is i know it's incredibly hard to believe especially because normally you make up with that with uh
0: green but i'm even short on that Yeah, I mean, you're even running a gateway plaza in here, which is just... Oh, it's 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 horrendous. Uh, You you know, next time I see you IRL, I got a bunch of those jumpstart lands. The ones that come in and tap for a color, but then you get to pick another color. Uh, You know, I'm more than happy to... Because I don't even think those are worth a lot. So we could probably find a card you have to trade for. and th- honestly, you could probably slot though that set or cycle in here, and that would infinitely make actually, you, you know what? I,
1: so much better. You know great, I actually have one of each of them come to think of it. Like, oh, yeah, there, there you go. That's, that's a great idea. So, yeah, because <laughs> it does depend, right. right? Like, depending on what's in your hand, so they that's where they get And fit. also,
0: um, your grains, yeast, hop, spice what the hell? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the guy has 27 grains. Twenty three yeast cards, nine hops, and four spice. Uh, Does this deck just? Does it truly like when you're playing it? You're really just playing by yourself. You're not really interacting with your opponent for the most
1: part. um, Just just because you need like, I've already cut the chaff of all the allies that are mostly terrible. And believe me, there's someone here that you'd be surprised to hear that I am too. When I was looking through it, Um, so yeah, it, it, it really is just like because again the allies all kind of stack amongst themselves they all fall into really weird categories and it is kind of one of those things where it's like yep i this is what i'm doing so it's either people have blockers a board wipe or
0: teferi's protection and we're off to the races <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and get into this without further ado let's head to the grains big tuck what's your first grain card
1: um so i am talking exclusively allies in all of my sections here so i figured we might as well commit to the bit i know oh i know i can see your face and believe me it was very difficult to make that decision however there are a handful of them especially in this in this bucket that i think actually can see play in other decks the first one being uh one of the best ramp cards in the deck it's an elf Beastmaster Savant, I'm sorry, Caller no. Savant, not for you, okay, so, no. uh, call us in a green for uh, Creature Elf Shaman Ally, that's a rare, it's sitting at 44 cents, it's a 1-1 one, one that has haste, and you can tap it to add one of any color to your mana pool, spend this mana only to cast a Creature Spell. So kind of shocked me that it was an ally. I did not realize it was Yeah, it's weird, right? And I think like this, so again, like this there, you will certain, you will see very quickly that there are like maybe four cards in the entire deck that are allies that actually have a purpose outside of an allies deck. And this is one of them. (laughs) If you're casting something that does run a lot of creatures, um, you know, I'm trying to think, like a big green beating deck, since it's an elf, um, since it has haste, it can kind of easily curve into it. Um, I have seen yep. this before where someone was running the, this in their elf ball deck, and it was like, turn one, you know, one elf, turn two beast color savant into another elf off of that, um, and then they're already right off to the races, dropping down their horrible monstrosities. Again, it's kind of in that weird edge of not that great in all decks, but it does seem like it's kind of interesting. Um, and again, it's an elf, it's a ally that does ramp, so it kind of hits all of the marks there. And lastly, I believe that there's a Lotus Cobra snaking his way around this guy.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I like this card. I run it in a couple decks. It's perfect in a Rook Thardak. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so anything that I would say you're probably out of the spells you're trying to cast as long as 50% of them are creatures right. you should probably run a beast caller for savant A, two mana it's not a big expensive mm-hmm. boy if it was three mana I would say too much probably not not good Right. Um, as Tuck spells beer all yeah, over himself um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know for two mana it's great 44 cents yeah. from a money perspective you're not gonna break the bank and it has haste so it's, it's almost like a turn one birds mm-hmm. to an extent. I get it. It's still not a card out of hand. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Suck my penis, but <laughs> uh, um, you can bleak that out. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, so yeah, no, Beastcaller Savant, great card. So my first one is also an ally. And this is the one I thought you were talking about because I think it's probably one of your best rant cards in the entire mm-hmm. deck. Three, two, one. Parabaz Druid. Nope. All right. I was Uh, was like, as soon as
1: you started saying that, I was like waiting and I watched your mouth and I was looking for the turn
0: (laughs) and uh, it didn't come out. But yes, this is actually the best ramp card deck. Uh, Colorless green. $1.80. Wow. Because Uh, creature. How does that matter? Cost $2. Uh, Add, it's a creature, human, druid, ally, all the things. It's a zero one uh, and it's a rare from Zendikar. Tap, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool where X is the number of allies you control. Holy banana hammock. That could be so good. I wish it didn't say of any mm-hmm. one color. It would be nice of any combination, but I don't think they did that line block of text back then. Yeah, I think the using mana or any combination of colors has been in like the last like probably like three four mm-hmm. years. Zendikar is what ten years old. Oh, don't say that. At least probably.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. At yeah. least
0: it might even be older. Yeah. Good lord, what a nightmare. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, because BFC just came out five, six years Mm -hmm. ago, and there's no way that they would have done Zendikar twice within two or three years. And
1: ironically, to your point, it's probably, like you said, it's probably been four or five years,
0: and now they're doing Zendikar again, right? So, great great point there. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, I I love this card, because you're going to... The only way your deck functions is if you get lots of allies out. I think early game, it's probably... Okay, you're gonna tap it like Elanor elves. But as the game progresses, he just gets better right. and better and better. And in my opinion, once you have four, five, six allies, that's where your opponents have to make the decision of: Am I gonna waste my murder on a pad Exactly. Steward? Because you can't you can't just let it keep getting bigger. Oh, <laughs> I tap for ten. Yeah, right.
1: Exactly. And um, it, 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 that's the hard part with this deck because there are the allies that get better statically like this, yeah. um, like to some extent, you know, maybe we'll talk about it. Um, the ones that don't have the enter the battlefield effects. So you really have to, like, mm-hmm. do the mental math of if I play this thing now that has this enter the battlefield effect, will I be able to get that trigger again when I need it? Or am I going to run out of cards? So, um, but yeah. it, it, is a, it is a house. It, you can get so much
0: man out of it. Cool. Well, what is your second card? So this is what I
1: thought you were going to go with, because there's two of them. <gasps> and...
0: It's also legendary. Oh, I'm not doing no. it. I have like six of them, and I've always wanted to find a home for them. But really, no. okay,
1: so this is a poor man's, uh, poor man's exploration. So, Mina and Den Wildborn. So, two colorless, uh, green, red. I am losing it. Legendary <laughs> creature, Elf Ally. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Uh, which is pretty much the reason why I run it, and then for colorless and a green return to land you control to its owner's nope. hand. Sorry, nope, red and nope, green nope. return to land you control <laughs> to its owner's hand. I've been a, a mess these last two days. This is embarrassing. Target creature gains trample until end of turn, and this is also a buck sixty nine. So um, this effectively is just another ramp spell in this deck, right? It luckily is an ally, so it stacks up to the rest of the things. Um, but I yeah. actually this has been a card where I put it into land matters deck on a budget right like you can't afford you can't afford an exploration or whatever that one um dinosaur is that's like six bucks that lets you do the same thing Oh,
0: wayward yeah right
1: so this one for two dollars you're getting another land off of it it's a decent blocker if you have land enter the battlefield rigmaroles you can bounce them back at a cost um so that's why i run it i look at this less of less of anything else besides just another ramp card, right? So if you have a bunch of lands in hand, you can kind of run them out,
0: then your deck out a little bit. Look, it fits perfectly to how you started off this this deck to where if I'm gonna play some people in some pre-cons or not right. heavily invested decks, I'm gonna grab this guy and that'll be the perfect one for that environment. Cause this is just not a good card, but I get it. It's an ally, you get to play an extra land. It's just four mana. is a little overcosted. Mm-hmm. Um Since you are in five colors bouncing in a green and a red, could actually hurt you. Cause you may not, you may be like, I need to do this to get some damage through to maybe get this ally trigger right, or yeah. whatever it is. But if I do that, I'm no longer gonna have a green or a red source on the battlefield. Cause I only <laughs> right. had one of each. Uh, or maybe you have all tap, like a uh, ETB tap oh, lands. Yeah, sure. And it's like, it's gonna feel terrible when I do that. I, I have never, so it's,
1: I have seen this card played. I have, I have played this card on other decks too, on a budget scale. I have
0: never used second ability. <laughs> Okay, yeah, good. good. Um, so, yeah, it, it's 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 okay. Hmm. Um, but I can see for this deck, being an ally, it fits. Your commander tutors it up. So, you know, if you need to be able to... If you're land flooded, hey, it could be turn five, General Tazri get me to end in turn six of this and just start dumping out right. lands just to get something yeah, going. I totally agree. All right. Uh, my next one is a camouflage ally, uh because it doesn't actually say creature type allied but it etbs as an ally one of my favorite cards that once again early match of the gathering years mr combo like to jam in a lot of decks <laughs> uh adaptive automaton mm. oh man it got printed in what double yeah. Price prices went down big sob buyer. i think i got yeah, it used TV. to be really expensive no no i'm just upset it went down in price <laughs> Um, all right, so it's three colorless, two two. It's a rare uh, artifact creature construct as uh, adaptive automaton ETBs. Choose a creature type. It's that type in addition to its other type, construct, and other creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one plus one. I wonder what type you're picking. Hum- hummer, I guess it, <laughs> always always crap people. Always go to ominous. Always crap people. Always crap people. Put, come into a Twitter near you. <laughs> But I love this card. I think even if you have a weird sub-theme, like a lot of times people will realize they have a wizard sub-theme mm-hmm. or human sub-theme or elf sub-theme. Put an a adaptive yeah. automaton, if you got more than 15-ish cards in a deck that all share a creature type, and part of your strategy is to hit people in the red zone, put this yeah. in there. It will absolutely do wonders for you. It's low-costed, it's great on curve, it's flexible, so, you know, if maybe someone did some sort of board shift and all of a sudden now you have a bunch of goblins, right. this still works when you play it later in the game. Um, if someone Aminatu, the fate shifted yeah, you and exactly. this is in that's your exactly hand type I thing. Too. I mean, we're talking weird fringe things, but that just shows you how flexible right. that card can be. Yes, I, I agree on all fronts. And I think, like, one thing I tried to stay away from is
1: it's really easy for these, like, fringe... These fringe... Uh, Tribes to put in a bunch of shapeshifter sort of things, the taller reeling sure. bowlers of the world. So I try to stay away from that. But to your point, this card for the for the cost, for the power on it, and for its ability is so good. Especially to your point, allies are in the red zone. That's how you win 99 of the games, especially in this build. So having something this at
0: this curve just does complete wonders. Awesome. Well, what is your last ring? So card? I think this
1: is the one that you were talking about, about being your commander. Cause he's a real angry boy. And I also thought you talked about him Uh-oh. being camouflaged cause he's an ambush leader. Oh, but uh, gotcha. we are talking about Munda Ambush Leader so two colors and boros yep. a 3-4 legendary creature core ally because in some bizarre world you can run this as your commander double question marks um, <laughs> has haste uh, but most importantly the reason why he's a green is he has the rally mechanic which is just a just when an ally enters the battlefield, the more steps. <laughs> um, so when it or another ally enters the battlefield under your control, you may look at the top four cards of your library. If you do reveal any number of ally cards from among them, then put those cards into uh, put those cards on the top of your library in any order and the rest in the bottom of the library in any order. So again... It's it sucks that it doesn't actually draw you a card, but the fact that you can kind of set up your draws, you can get away your you can get away your lands if you need them. The only downside is I have played this before way too early, and then I get stuck with a bunch of high cost allies and a bunch (laughs) of lands and draw spells that I needed on the bottom. Um, So, you know, I, I think it's got. I think it's an interesting build, and again, just having an ally that does something that's not combat-focused, that you can kind of drop down your earlier stuff that's going to get bigger as the game goes on, gives this card a lot of flexibility, and again, like a 3-4 with haste, the fact that it can come out swinging with your other ally abilities does seem to help out quite
0: a bit. So, I think the interesting thing here is, so... uh, And I'm trying to think of a rules perspective, because the way that the card reads, I think you have to reveal allies. But what's to say you're just like, I don't want to reveal anything. And you just put everything on the bottom. Yeah, see, I don't. So because it
1: says you may look at the top four if you do. Oh, no, 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 you're right, because it says any number.
0: So it could be zero. Yeah. So you could reveal. So why don't you do that? Like if you if you play it early yeah. in the game, it's just like oh, all high costed stuff. Reveal zero. Put it on the bottom, and you're done.
1: I think the issue here is that when I played this card, I didn't have my glasses on, and I literally couldn't read the <laughs> any clause in there, um, which is ba- which is hard for me to do now, looking at a 27 inch <laughs> monitor. Uh, so yeah. So uh-huh. it does filter. Like I said, kind of gives you a little bit, a little bit something else to do with
0: your allies besides just smash face. And he does have haste, mm. so, you know, it, it, even if you get it late game and you already have everything set up, and it's like, I need one more guy, but I don't have a way to give that extra thing yeah. haste, he does it for mm. you. Um, it would be cool if they could print an ally similar to that goblin, uh, to where, like, if you, uh, it's not the brash taunter, it's uh, Snoop. Oh, yeah. What if they made an ally that was like Snoop, towards it comes out, and you reveal the top, and if it's an ally, it gets all the copied abilities. Oh, that would be
1: insane!
0: Yeah, dude, that would That'd be, be that cool. would be awesome. But again, well, I guess Zendikar is around, around the corner, so maybe the set could get a maybe. much an overhaul. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, well, my last card is a very boring card, but we've never talked about it, and I think in a five color deck, it is something to talk about uh, when you are running a budget mana base, specifically. Explore. Oh sure. Colorless green sorcery. You may play an additional land this turn, draw a card. An explorer's reward is a view of tomorrow's possibility. Ooh, that's good. Gosh, that's like a Bob Ra- That's a Bob Ross yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so in, in a five color deck, especially one where you're doing the budget mana base. And by that, I mean, you're running the Arcan Sanctums of mm-hmm. the world. You're running the Bounce Lands. You're running Ash Barrens, any of that type of stuff, you need a way to get as many lands as you can out as possible, instead of tap land pass. Okay, untap one, tap land pass. Eventually, turn two, I'll be able to cast my stuff. Or turn three, yeah. sorry. Um, so, an explorer will help get you there in a very efficient way. Opposed to, even though you have Kadama's Reach in here, um, I'm trying to see, I don't see a... Yeah. I got Kadama's and Cultivate, but... Yeah, I don't see like a forest seek Mm -hmm. or anything like that because a lot of those will deal with the card types, which the budget mana bases don't do. So the fact that it just lets you put a land on the battlefield, regardless of what it is, and say put a forest on the battlefield or anything like that, Explore could really help get you there on a budget. I completely agree, And and
1: that's why this is in here as opposed to like a rapid growth nature's lore, any yeah. of that stuff. That, Sky Shred Plane. Yes, 100%. Plane. Just because they're, the, the mana base is so budget, and that is like that is where this deck has suffered, is I have all the mana that I need in my hand, but I have to wait four turns to even start rolling with it, right? Yeah. So having something that can help me push that stuff out a little earlier, um, and even replace itself,
0: worth its weight in gold, especially for 31 cents. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Actually, would be a really great card in this deck. Um, and I just thought of it. Not need to put in that. No, no, you need because that all goes to hand. It doesn't Ooh. even go to battlefield. Um, you need to put in that uh, red enchantment where all lands lose their. Um... Oh,
1: um, blood sun. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I even think I, I actually have one sitting in uh, my binder downstairs that I'm literally not using. I had let D- I let Dennis borrow it for his dino deck but since he gave that deck back uh, that's one for Trade Man and that would be a yeah, rock star really in good. this deck.
1: Um, a 60
0: cent card Our- so I can, don't have to get a $300 <laughs> <mana> base. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that's going to wrap up the Green Bill. Now we're going to head over to the Hot Profile and I will kick this yeah. off with not a lot of options. No. We got nine. Yeah, we have, we, we get probably pick will three. Have some... in- uh, so this one is a way that you can actually repurpose graveyards from your opponents. Agadium Occultist. Yeah. Really yeah. good card. I didn't even know this card existed. That's yeah, it's bonkers. Uh two, two colorless black, creature, human, shaman, ally. Uh, also it. from Zendikar, <laughs> it's a zero two. You can tap it, put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control if it's converted mana cost is less than or equal to the number of allies you control. I mean, I have to imagine in a ally tribal deck, you're gonna have at minimum five to yes. six allies on the battlefield. So you're pretty much stealing anything you want from anyone's graveyard. Completely
1: agree. And then And again, we haven't really talked about this in
0: length yet, but
1: this deck's board wipes are just like backbreaking for it because it takes so long to get to where you go. Um, And Agadeem, as people are doing board wipes, when you even if you only have two or three allies out, the fact that you can snipe out mana dorks, utility creatures, that sort of stuff, make it really, really good. Um, The one thing that does suck about this being five colors is the amount of the amount of good black allies is wildly disproportionate to the rest of the <laughs> deck. So I really had to stretch those in. But again, I think to your point, mid game, late game, this is gonna get you the thing you might need, whether it might be, you know, the elf that comes in and destroys a target artifact or enchantment. Thank you, that one. I knew I knew we could count on you, Squee. Even if it is something that banal or that easy, um, and then it helps build your board as well. So again, probably is played in any other deck that's ever existed, but yeah. but it certainly has a home in this one. Alright, what's your first hop So card? I know you're going to disagree with me on this one, and I'm sure when you first look through this deck, you're like, why is this possibly in hops? And we're going to talk about our old pal with the bird.
0: Um- yes?
1: Mara raptor is the end of that sentence okay no (laughs) (laughs) i thought not but i'm sticking with my allies so amara raptor is two colors and a blue for one one flying whenever it or another ally enters the battlefield under your control you may put a one one counter on umara raptor so it comes out as a wind drake a two two four three flyer which isn't that great however
0: now it comes out as a one one
1: so when it so when it enters the battlefield or another ally it it takes itself uh, up which that's stupid. Why didn't they just make it a two-two and have it just oh, and when say whenever another, another ally comes in? You'll see that yeah. that that is going to be a running theme. That's why they invented the uh, rally mechanic. Yes, rally mechanic it's insanity. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so I know this seems like it could be a EC card. However, I will say this: this card has saved my bacon so many times because it sure. it, can, it comes out as a two-two early-ish game for this deck because. Turn one through four for this deck, might as well don't, it doesn't exist, right? So if I can get this guy out on curve, it's already a deterrent for just the ship damage that comes in and it only gets bigger. Um, the fact that it's flying will shut down Drake's, the fact that it's it can grow, can shut down some more bigger tokens. It's just a card that I've seen that I plop down and it's always just like, someone has to play around it, right? Even if it is only a 3-3 or sure. a 4-4. Um, but again, to the same point, that goes back to the same reason why allies aren't so hot. <laughs> because this card that's a flyer
0: <laughs> should really be a Easter one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with all that. I mean, I think we've even talked about in one of my past decks where it was like a particular card. It might have been one of my slivers uh, that gave all my slivers flying. Mm or reach, and I said that's a hops card because you know what, you gotta have protection against flyers, because you know what, you get this down turn three on curve, by the time Duffman gets out his dragons, this is probably six, six, yeah. seven, seven, eight, Absolutely. eight, and then it's like, he doesn't want to come to you, and then it's just by the time he has his double strike dragon, it's probably a 15, 15, 16, 16, right. um, and you're not swinging with it because you need to block. Um, so yeah, and it, I, I do like the flavor text, Messenger, basically, don't come at me, bro. Weapon, to where I'm gonna kill your uh, kill your attackers, bro. Friend, who would you like me to kill? Nice, I like it. It fits everything.
1: (laughs) It's a cute card.
0: He's the broest bird. (laughs) He is is for sure a bro bird. You can look at you can see it in his eyes, both of them. All right. uh, Well, my next one has Big Tuck's name in the name. One. Two, three. Hey. Tuck, 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 Scrapper! Woo! Yes! Great colorless, red, two, two, uh, creature, goblin, artificer, ally, uncommon from Zendikar. Well, ah. luckily for you, I got the specs on. Uh, w- yeah, but you haven't been able to read half I know the things, These ones are bad. Uh, whenever Tuck
1: uh, 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 tuk Scrapper or another ally enters a battlefield under your control, you may destroy target artifact. If that artifact is put into a graveyard this way, it deals damage to that artifact's controller equal to the number of allies you control yowza so good this is this is another one that i've actually seen fringe play in other decks really i believe it i think i saw this in someone's it was either a perforos or a um ruik thar deck because it is artifact removal it does deal damage and it is a creature It's a rangey one. It will deal one damage. That is a It's a reach, but this is what I've seen (laughs) multiple times on the wild outside the deck. But in this deck, who needs a Vandal Blast, am I right? (laughs)
0: well, I don't know about that. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I love this card uh, because you do need some sort of removal. I wish you had more enchantment removal in You're the deck, wrong. but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> more uh, than um, none. So at least, at least you have a consistent way to do artifact removal. Beca- and that's the cool thing about General Tazri, if you are gonna build this ally tribal, because as long as you can either blink or cast Tazri, you can get whatever ally you need for that particular situation. And if there's an oppressive artifact player that you're about to be mind-slavered, let me get tuck tuck, get rid of it, or whatever you need to do. So,
1: I just realized... Are you okay? I just realized, no, I just realized that all of the times that I have lost in this deck or have gotten second, it's because the other player has an enchantment and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's literally not a single card in this deck that can deal with an enchantment. Well, uh, we do talk about it because this is this universe's episode and show uh, how Uh, uh, much removal is at a premium. Absolutely,
1: but still, you can kind of dome someone potentially with it, so yes, it is (laughs) the very limited that we have, a very strong removal.
0: Alright, well, what is your last card? So
1: I want to talk about the other, this one used to be the, the most expensive allies deck for some bizarre reason because it can meld to the board that you have already,
0: I think we're on the same one, but uh, <laughs> let's just go for one. it. 3, two, one, one dollar, one
1: dollar. 1 dollar It's a uh, colorless <laughs> and blue for an OO creature
0: shapeshifter ally. Uh, yeah, um, and that's all that's all no, it is. It has no text, zero zero. No text it at all. Uh, it uh, says you may have Juwari Shapeshifter enter the battlefield as a copy of any allied creature on the battlefield. The best expedition would be an entire team of me. Ooh, the cockiness! I, so might as well call. Might as well call that card Michael Jordan. Ooh, I just finished the last dance.
1: So good. So good. So yes, um, the reason why this card is incredible is the CMC cost, right? Yes, that is the only reason. That's it. If, it. if this card costs four, I wouldn't even think about running it in the deck. I'd rather okay. run removal. But the fact that it's two, and you can put it down when you need a pinch to get double ally activations, um, and, yeah. that, and, and that sort of thing. I mean, it's it's actually pretty straightforward. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about, to be
0: honest. Nope, nope. Uh, it literally, because the allies, like we talked about, how they're, they're the poor man's slivers... There's so many different ETB effects for whatever the game needs at that time. I mean, heck, you could throw down a Juari Shapeshifter if it's like, you know what? I got five allies. I really need, let's just go with, I need 10 mana and I only have eight. Well, you could throw this down, make it a copy of the Harabaz Druid and then if you had a way to give it haste, you could tap both of them to make all the colors that you need to cast, you know, maybe General Tazzari for the umpteenth yeah. time. Um, so it, it just, it does a lot. I really like it. The one thing, once again, this is perfect Pyland, and uh, I think for an ally card, this wouldn't be asking too much. <laughs> it would be nice if you could pay a colorless blue and blink it and have oh it immediately God, come that back to great. the battlefield. That That'd so great. So you, that would... You know, it doesn't even need to be like an until end of turn so it can avoid board wipes, which I guess actually that would probably be more Mm -hmm. fair because then it would enter and immediately die if you try to do it in response to a board wipe. Um, So, yeah, if there would be some way you could rinse and repeat it, um, that would be fantastic. totally agree with you on that. But as is, again, it's allies. Sometimes sometimes, (laughs) you have to really dig deep to get there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now let's head over to the 23 yeast cards. Whoa. I think that could be a bit of a stretch. No. Uh, hit Big Tuck, why don't you start us off? So, what is your first So eat? this is
1: a card that I actually got the first time I played this deck. I think I was playing against you, Mikhail, and Mr hook or aka mr magoo i think you were playing your mono white deck and i felt bad because this one card made me keep attacking you over and over and over again but it's extremely strong and will never be reprinted so we are talking about the most vocal i was going to try to find a deeper word in my lexicon cabrina or kabira evangel so
0: three colors and a white you dick. What? Is this yours too? No. Now I know why you were, well, it doesn't make sense that you swung up my mono white considering everything that I usually block with is colorless, but I'm assuming I had no vehicles yeah. and I only had white I think white you only phones, had a Sarah to so use yes. a dick.
1: Use a dick. <laughs> uh, when it or another uh, ally enters the battlefield under your control, you may choose a color. If you do, allies you control gain protection from the chosen color until end of turn and that's why it's so good it's very easy especially with some of the lower cost ones that we have in here the shapeshifter and the like to get close to Woomberg almost every turn once you start get the ball rolling right and even then yeah. it can be more situational where protection they don't make it anymore this broad like protection from colors because it's horrendously broken but it gets you it can get you um gets you damage through if you can somehow make uh, tokens or allies in someone else's turns, it makes you good blockers, can prevent damage, all that sort of stuff. So the fact that this can give protection over and over and over again, lets you really start getting the damage to the people that you really need to get into with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got not not a whole lot to say there. I just wish there were more ways to, uh, even if they were BS 1-1 tokens, yeah be able to make allies at instant Mm -hmm. speed, um, because then, you know, Blasphemous act up. Let me make an ally, protect everything. Uh, You know what this would actually probably really shine in? Those uh, Wooburg All Creature Matters. Yeah! Yeah! That would be really good because if you have like a Sliver Queen, you make a one-one Sliver for two, give all your creatures protection from whatever because it's an ally for you know the myriad of ways right, to right, do right, that. Right. Uh, that card would be an all-star deck really like that. Cool.
1: And again, like you can
0: build it. Ally it, it's yeah. allies, so I get it. You need something that's halfway decent but still not that yes. great. That is the that sh- that's what that's what the title of the deck should be. Halfway decent yeah. but not all that great.
3: <laughs>
0: um, alright, what, right. what do you got well, for us on so the front. next card I'm gonna talk about I have seen this card do so much work and it's your favorite creature type, vampires. Ooh. We're talking Drana Liberator of Malakir. Yeah uh colorless black black legendary creature vampire ally it's a mythic um and it has flying first strike and four dollars and fifty cents used to be like eight until it just got reprinted at jumpstart you can believe it which is bonkers but um so whenever drana liberator of malakir deals combat damage to a player so with her first strike she'll deal it first put a plus one plus one counter on each attacking creature you control, which then they will all hit as well. It is disgusting, it's rude, wrecks in Edgar Markov decks. Uh, honestly, it probably wrecks in a lot of decks that run black and want to smash face, because uh, it doesn't even matter the creature. All-star, right?
1: All-Star and Mark, uh, Mark Chasa the Black Rose as well, doesn't work in there. Yeah. Any, But like, this is where, this is what I don't, this card, Mina and Den and that sort of stuff, I get that they have to have ally cards that are good. But the weird part is that it's like they're only allies in spirit, right? So it's yeah. like, this is great because this one, especially uh, because she does have the combat trigger, which is what you're going to be looking for. But it's just bizarre. Yeah. that There's nothing else about allies on her. They're just like, okay, here's a mythic. Here's a mythic from the set that just happens <laughs> to be an ally,
0: right? like I'm, I'm wondering though so I don't know anything about Drana because uh, I'm not a hashtag Vorthos nerd uh, so but her flavor text is I will not live as a slave if you would be free then fight alongside me so I wonder if the whole ally creature type is like I'm a rallying rebel like come to the cause we're doing
1: maybe that's so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have a couple drinks here and uh, go cry in the mirror uh, the uh, reason why they're all allies is because for battle for Zendikar the entire plane and City, or the entire I guess it is a plane, of Zendikar had to come together, put aside their differences to fight the Eldrazi. <gasps> Loser, yeah, <I> <laughs> saying, suck it, big duck. Here we go. But
0: but ha- but how do you Okay, so Oath of the Gate Watch obviously was also on Zendikar. Are all allies present on Zendikar? Yes. The first one was World Wake and oh. Zendikar
1: in that block, and then the only other allies are from. Oh. Uh, Oath of the Gatewatch and Battle for Zendikar from that from that set.
0: Fair enough. But it's also enough. it's, all, it's uh, also just
1: stupid. But it's all, to your point. It's also stupid because it's like then commit to it, right? But I understand that you can't do it because then this card would suck if it was just like whatever an ally you control deals damage given a one-one counter or some such bullshit. Yeah. So
0: I mean, it's it, 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 that's, that's why it's always halfway decent but not great. The best. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what is your second East card?
1: So this one, um, actually, this is another one that sees plays in other decks, but it does deal, does it deal with allies? Maybe it doesn't. No, I guess it doesn't. Whoops. Back to the same argument. <laughs> We're talking. Uh, you may you may mention this at the top of the cast. He does a little bit of bushwhacking, and maybe nope. he's not so great with his spending we're talking about the reckless bushwhacker 2 colorless and a red for 2-1 goblin warrior ally with haste again sure why not uh, <laughs> uh, surge 1 colorless and a red which is why this is really good you may cast a spell for its surge cost if you or a teammate again uh, the oath of the gatewatch and battle for zendikar was one of those weird like battle bond sort of things um, if yeah. it, when it enters the battlefield, if its surge cost was paid, other creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain haste until end of turn. So pretty much, this is like I call this this version of halfway decent but not great overrun, right? So you do yeah. get your you do get your triggers. Um, where I've seen people play this card and I've seen people play this deck, and they're like, "Oh, I got this!" Well, Bammo!
3: suck it, fifteen damage, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> all
1: over the corners like. You should have waited. Um, this is the card where after you, after this board wipe happens, once you're starting to rebuild, this is how you close out the game, right? You get the mm-hmm. ally triggers. It has haste. It gives everything else haste until end of turn. When you're at eight, nine mana, maybe in some magic <laughs> praying to Heliod moment, you could be able to cast two or three <laughs> allies in a row. And this, and that's where he really shines. So, again, if he wasn't an ally, he wouldn't be in the deck. But you can only—you gotta dance with the one that brought you.
0: Yeah, uh, I think he, I think he hit it all on the right points. Um, I mean, look, this is a draft fodder oh, card. what Made 100%. it any better. Yeah, they, they could have made it better than it is, which sounds bad because it's not really that right. great, but it, it definitely hit its ceiling. <laughs> um, and, you know, what's funny, you kind of you mentioned it where this was like a weird battle bond set. I actually did the pre-release events for this, and I don't remember any two headed giant really? being like promoted. Yeah. Like the LGS I was at, it was just one V1. I think they did a two headed giant event, um, but it definitely was not like, oh, partners and teammates and like work together. It was like free for all cut <laughs> Yeah. Suck
1: it suck when you draw a bunch of allies and other people are getting Eldrazi's. Tough break.
0: Well, uh, my next one. One of only two decent Gideon planeswalkers in existence. <laughs> I knew it! He finally I was in your brain, Mr. Combo! I knew you couldn't resist! <laughs> because it's actually good for the deck. <laughs> We're talking Gideon, Ally of Zendikar. It's in his flipping name, for God's sakes. (laughs) Of course he's going to be good for an ally deck. Two colorless, white, white, Planeswalker, Gideon, Mythic, comes in with four loyalty. And the only thing I'm really going to read is zero, put a two, two white knight ally creature token onto the battlefield. So for zero, you trigger all your things. That's the only reason he's in the deck. It's the only reason he's decent. Granted, you could do a minus four and get an emblem to where if you had enough stuff, all your creatures get plus one, plus one for the rest of the game. So, and he does have a plus one where he does the stupid Gideon thing, turns into a creature, but it's it's dumb. So.
1: Have you looked at the price?
0: $12. It, it is upsetting.
3: <laughs>
0: I, this
1: was, there was a run in Standard where this was like a $30 card. Really? Really? Yes. it's weird because it's like I think it got played in these like bizarro stacks kind of deck because you can make tokens he can turn himself into a beater I guess that's kind of it and then you can emblem him out but (laughs) to to your point I think Gideon's Gideon's always have this weird thing where they get spoiled and everyone gets really excited about it like that Gideon Blackblade remember that? that was a $35 card there for like three months and now you get it for $6 it's just so strange. Yep. Um, but yes, I, this is
0: probably the best card in the deck, to be completely honest. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, you know, yeah, you pay four mana to essentially get a 2 2 ally mm-hmm. the first turn it comes out. Um, you, I'm assuming you're only playing this when you have a protective board state. Yes, right. Because it's, you're, you're not going to just play this where you have a creature, you make a token, and you got like six different people you may have yes, to block. Yes, exactly. um, And so, basically, then after that, it's... I, 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 to me, I feel like to get your rate, you probably have to activate it four times at zero. Get four two Around tiers, there, yeah. Four, f- yeah. Um, and then after that, it's just gravy, but... That's just looking at it on its face. But then you have to start combo, uh, you know, comboing it with the Heroboth Druids of the world and the Tup uh, Tuck Scrappers of the world, the Omara Raptors of the world. And then if you have all these things, they just start, oh, well, this Rally Trigger, this Rally Trigger, this Rally Trigger. Oh, this guy can tap for more exactly. mana now. This guy lets me draw more cards. Uh, he just does. It's an actual useful Gideon for once. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh,
1: and I've never done this, but people have told me before that they have when they've gotten their Ally, and roll, going. The fact that he can turn into a five-five ally and then get triggered through can push the damage through. But here's the real story. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna play it for four, and I'm gonna zero him until someone stops you from doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, last week's uh, Jace yeah, the Mind yes. Sculptor <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 other Jace, where it's like I'm just gonna zero <laughs> it all day long. and either brainstorm or million yep, for there ten. There you go. <laughs> you gotta kill it. <laughs> <laughs> all right well what is your last so use this card? is the card that i think actually
1: sees the most play out of any card in this deck outside of ranger cards i have to
0: imagine you're talking about a black card. incorrect
1: but oh, um, all right because because he is a one he is a two card combo in and of himself and that's how uh, some people play this too it's very strange so we're going to talk about actually another amazing ally in the deck one of the few ones turn timber ranger so three colorless green green for two two elf scout ally. Whenever a turn timber ranger or another ally enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a two two green wolf creature token onto the battlefield. Oops, excuse me. If you do, put a one one counter on turn timber
0: ranger. So. So do they just do the infinite combo where like the wolves come in as allies? Yes, exactly. So so the first time I ever saw this, that's
1: how the the guy played it. He played it as an allies deck. Uh, Looking at you, the guy's name was Eric Butts you uh if he's listening i hate that guy and the best part is his name was eric butts he had a he had like a danny glover predator 2 size ass it was
3: humongous (laughs) um
1: anyways so he played an allies deck that only at the time only had conspiracy which turned everything into an ally and like this is one of the combos right so he played conspiracy i literally returned to dust it he's like well this game's over for me. So um, and that's the way that's played outside of this deck. However, in this deck, it does churn out tons of value, right? Like being able to get that blocker, sure. even if it is a wolf um, and get him huge. There is this like subset of allies where it's like, they enter the, when they enter the battlefield, to get a 1-1 counter. Another ally enters the battlefield to get a 1-1 counter. I'm not in plus with those, right? Cause it's like, okay, path to exile, problem solved, right? Or the myriad yeah. of removal for a creature that has no way, shape or form, any sort of protection. Um, the fact that you are getting another thing to attack with to go into some of the other cards that, that uh, benefit for you makes this card really stand out.
0: Yeah, no, I really like it. I actually saw this as more, honestly, as a hops card because it's kind of the yeah. same uh, logic you gave me with the, uh, the horse from yes, last I, week. I, I agree completely. Uh, yeah, to where it's like you're just creating a bunch of these walls. And since the wolves aren't allies, I would I would think you're less inclined to swing yeah. with them because you're gonna get less triggers. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's a good five mana, a little overcosted, but But like, like we've been saying, Not great, or sorry, what what is (laughs) halfway decent, not great, great. (laughs) halfway decent, yeah, halfway decent, but not great. All right, um, well, I'm gonna wrap this up with a non ally creature because you got a lot of ETB effects, and I'm proud of you for having this in here because it is kind of degenerate, and I like it. Uh, we're talking Yarok the Desecrated. Two colorless Sultai, uh black, green, blue, legendary creature, elemental horror ally. Wait, what? No, I'm oh, just kidding. Can you imagine? Uh, it's M- a mythic. M- M- M20. Well, they're like, okay, I guess. Well, the thing is is M20 doesn't take place on a particular plane, so it can <laughs> be done. Right? The, there's Why like not? crab <laughs> allies out there, I swear to God. <laughs> uh death touch Life Link, and if a permanent entry the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time uh the biggest thing that we once again have to point out just for the audience is you do run the budget mana yes. base which means you have the bounce yep. lands and it's gonna feel real bad if you have Yarok out and your only land for turn is a bounce land which means you're just not gonna play <laughs> yeah, a land. For turn. Right, exactly <laughs> So it feels real bad, but you know, it is what it is. But with all these ETB ally effects, man, I really feel if you get Yarok around and it comes back to your turn, you should probably win the game. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't. Run I can,
1: I completely agree. Um, and you know I don't run it. Um, but there's an artifact that does the same, that does a similar thing that we might or may not be talking about yep. later. But I like the fact that it's still a creature, right? So if you can even land him, we've talked about this in your deck tech. Like a three-five death touch life link is pretty good. Like it's a huge deterrent. Yeah. Um, so I have a story about this card real quick. Squeak McGee was begging and pleading for a qu- constantness begging and pleading for one and i was like sure i'll trade you one because i don't really care for the card right yep then i get yara put him in my last deck i'm super excited next time squeamy git comes over he was begging for this Begging for <laughs> consuments.
2: It's in his freaking. it sound like I was on my hands and knees. Was, it was uh, in uh, yeah. his he, binder. He he and I said I would, I was interested. A
1: month later, it was in his binder. After this is what he was. was. This one he was going nuts on his Reese uh, fog effects. So yep. I said I said oh, wow. it back and then put it into my his tomorrow build.
2: In great news, I pulled another consuments yeah. out of my box of gold.
0: Damn it. Get out of here, you <laughs> fucking
1: leprechaun.
2: Unreal,
0: uh, yes, incredible. Heck. So, but yeah, anyways, it's amazing. Uh, we're actually going to feed into that theme a little bit more into my Ooh, bottle capping. Very interesting. Well, that's gonna wrap up these guys. Now we're gonna head over to spice and I will start this. We only got four options. I know you didn't pick this one because you probably went with allies like you said you would. Uh, But I, I looked at this and I'm surprised you have it in the spice because you live in the red zone, which means you have to swing and that means your stuff taps. So Throne of the God Pharaoh... Two colorless legendary artifact rare for two bucks. Uh, At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control. (gasps) When the second sun rests between the horns on the horizon, so begins the hour of revelation, then the hour of glory, the hour of promise, and finally the hour of eternity, the accounting of hours. Uh, Quite redundant there. (laughs) Whatever philosophical man wrote that clearly had a thing for hours. Um, but explain why this isn't spice. I mean, you said you live in the red zone, so clearly this is going to be happening. It's going to be probably making people lose five to six life per rotation each, so that's a 15 to 18 life swing. Why is it so in spice? So the reason why
1: is similar to how Alter the Brood is in the spice of a lot of yours, the times I've seen this, it's really drips and drabs. Okay. Three life at a time, four life at a time. It's very rare that I have the allies to the point where I have... 10 or 8 or something like that, okay. right? So, um, and then second to that, this card for some reason, as soon as you play it, someone like the marketing rosters of the world will be like, Whoa! Can you believe can you believe it? It's gonna this card's gonna wreck us. We have to destroy it. We have to destroy it immediately. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the red zone, three damage to everyone, and they're like Pfft. That's like less than a tenth of my life total. This is an outrage. Path exiles, disenchant, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So I've never really seen to get it shine, but mostly it's just because it's really, I've only seen
0: it hit for like three or four, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, we know who you're talking about. Go ahead and say, say his name. Uh, so I will
1: say a name. And you might be getting Hashtag bamboozled because I got claws and I can use them. We're talking oh, about the captain's that's claws. <laughs> yeah. You're um This is an artifact for a stunning 46 cents. Two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus zero. Whenever equipped creature attacks, put a 1-1 one, one core uh, ally creature token onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Equip one. So. The reason why I have this in the spice column is because A, I have never cast this card in this deck, even when it was a full (laughs) permanent, Um, and B, I have very little token support. And C, the only thing that sucks about it is when I'm going to the red zone, my allies have
0: all already done the rigmarole. Having one more come in yeah. very rarely makes any semblance of a difference. But we just talked about how Gideon, his zero is a big deal because it triggers all the things. So I would think the same thing would be relevant with Captain's Clause. It is. And the only, th-
1: the, I, the only thing I can say is that you can always do Gideon's first main phase and then pick up from there. Whereas when you go sure. to attacks, sometimes while this, if you go to attacks, I've seen people see this on the battlefield and get scared. And then that's when they instantly board wipe, bounce it, destroy that uh, sort of thing, right? Because you still have to go to the red hmm. zone. Um, that being said, I think this card is still kind of awesome. I just haven't been able to actually see it work, right? Like ideally okay. you'd want this to be out like turn. To- <laughs> two which in reality you're yeah. gonna have
0: at least one tapped land so hey may- maybe it'll be your turn one so oh ring my plan. gosh do i have, do i even have a soaring in here oh i do okay yeah you do i just
1: checked <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i finally have spares so um captain's Claws for me
0: is just in here just because i haven't been able to see it work all right, guys. Well, that, that's gonna wrap up the spice package. And now we're gonna head over to the bottle capping. Again, as a reminder, there's gonna be Big Tucks and ice cuts and adds to the deck that are gonna be under $5, under 50 bucks and a no budget personal recommendation. Just no decent lands. <laughs> that's yeah. how we're doing it now? Let's just go with that. We can set the bar at decent for this deck. <laughs> uh, uh, big, big Tuck, why don't you kick it off for uh, us? What are you gonna cut? And what are you all
1: gonna right, add? So I'm cheesing it by like 45 cents. But I know no. what can you do. Um, I I thought I had one spare too. I mean, you could just not um, do it. That's just that's <laughs> impossible. So um, w- there's two things that are in the deck that need to change. Number one is it needs to get good, uh, and number two is the land base is terrible. So to address both of these things, I choose to, do, to address neither of them. Um, but in reality, there's a bunch. There is <laughs> there is a lot of like artifacts, no pun intended, ironically, of the permanence deck build earlier right so one of those things is brass herald so brass herald's an interesting card but it's just i don't think it's quite good enough so brass herald for those playing the home game is a very old card it's six colorless for a 2-2 artifact creature golem as it comes into play choose a creature type When it comes into play, reveal the top four cards of your library, put all creature cards of the chosen type revealed this way into your hand and the rest of the bottom of your library in any order. Creatures of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. So I can see your face, right? So here's the things that suck about it. It's six mana for a 2-2. If you hit four lands, (laughs) you're boned because you can't filter them. You have to put all the cards revealed in the bottom and him himself is not an ally. So needs to go. As I mentioned previously, you this deck dies to board wipes. I've seen it happen so many times, right? So that's why I have some of the um, black spells in here. Mostly are just graveyard Incursion. So I'm gonna cut it for one of the best, if not the best, green board wipe prevention card of all time. We are talking about oh. heroic intervention. So I can't you can't find this sure. card for under $5,
0: even though it's not listed as such. Um, but I guarantee one of your other cuts are probably sub $5. Guarantee. Not this week. I'm keeping on.
1: I'm, I'm keeping what? on. The, I told you. I'm turning, <laughs> I'm turning the page. I thought about that. And I tried to move it. I tried to move it around, but they're all, they all cost real dollars. Um, so heroic Interventions is the colors agree. green for an instance, permanent You control, gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Here's how this deck goes, right? I play my middle, some allies, you know, as I'm starting to get to a board presence, someone's like, oh, that's terrifying. And in the meta that I was playing recently, everyone's just sitting around not doing anything. You know, Wrath of God uh i'm trying to think of another one damnation or if even if i may crux of fate record scratch <laughs> oh god get out of here <laughs> but you just need some sort of board wipe protection because this that's really how you die you build up this momentum you build up this board state and then someone board wipes and you're just back to square one so a heroic intervention yeah. is the most efficient um the cheapest and the least color intensive way to prevent that from happening
0: I mean, this is basically Green's version of uh, Teferi's Protection. Absolutely. And I, I love the card. A lot of people, for some reason, still don't see it coming when you cast oh, yeah. it. I want to say over Command Fest uh, this previous weekend, or I guess it had to be two weeks ago, uh, I did a heroic intervention to save my board, and they're like, oh, well, I guess that resolves. And it's like, I mean, you didn't see that coming. I like, <laughs> Yeah, like if you if someone sees you playing blue and you got either two blue or seven blue open, it's like they're either psych rifting right or hammer now. spell. It's just immediate. Right. That's what's going there. But having a green and something else open, no one thinks, ooh, heroic intervention. Even people with a white and two other colors will be like, ooh, they get fairy's the protection. Yeah. No one sees Heroic Intervention. I just don't know if it's not played a lot. It isn't 16% of decks that resemble green on EDH rec, so clearly it's in decks. It's just not on people's radar. And I think part of that was the price tag, because, I mean, it wasn't
1: too long ago where this was, what, an $18 card or something like that? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, now, it's gotta yeah. be now that's, that's gotten, gotten reprinted, enunciate your words, Big Tuck, um, we're going to see it a lot more. Um, but, again, th- there's... So I'll talk a little bit more about my thoughts around these cuts in a minute. What is your first cut? I can't wait. Cause I feel like this one is, this is like, this is you just sitting at like beer league softball, right? And the pitcher comes out and stumbles and you see him warming up and he's just lobbing it just straight up in the air. And you're just salivating as that softball comes down just to crush it, crush it
0: home. Yes. Uh, so I'm cutting this piece of trash card. I get it. It makes allies, but it's not good. Join the ranks. Get yeah, out of here. Uh, th- Three colorless white. It's an instant. Put two one one white soldier ally creature tokens onto the battlefield. Oh, God. Can I read it? Expedientiary houses are notorious for their rivalries, but when adventurers meet in the wilderness, the instinct for mutual survival outweighs petty grudges. So, if this said even make three one one allies... Okay, it's still not great, but we're getting closer to there. I feel like for 1-1s, the rate needs to be one to one mana, yeah. right about there. The, the only thing paying two for a one. So tell me this: good. what if this
1: was a colorless and a white? Put one down because we talked about making so, uh, uh, allies at instant speed is something that's really important, and this is the only card that can do
0: it. <laughs> If you're gonna be putting heroic intervention in the deck, you no longer need a way to just give your creatures protection. (laughs) Uh, But I want to feed more into your ETB effects, Um, and so all of my ads are non-allies, but they make almost. I know. Uh, so seeing Yarok and the deck really gave me inspiration, not to cut allies and make it you know less ally focus, but to find other cards to take out to put in better creatures that are non-allies, very similar to Yarok, where it just makes the deck a billion sure. times better. And what's better than Brago? This Key, one, Eternals. this one's
1: almost on the list. This one hurts
0: insanity. <laughs> so, two colorless Azorius. That's white and blue. Legendary creature, spirit. It's a rare. Coming in at four dollars and thirty cents. Okay. It's a two-four flyer. When it deals combat damage to a player, exile any number of target non lane permanents you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their mm. owner's control. The reason I think this is a slam dunk in this deck is there will be someone open yep. for flying, but there may not be enough people open to swing on right. the ground. So you could have five or six allies and you're like, I've fizzled out. I can't do anything. I have no cards in hand, but I got Brago. You can swing with Brago. Blink all the allies. You can do nothing with. They all come in. They all see each other. All the rally triggers take into effect, and now maybe you're drawing cards, you're dealing damage, you're getting plus one counters, all the good stuff. Completely gonna agree happen. with that. Um, this was on the list for me too, but he's not. A, he's a creature, and
1: he's not an ally. And it's like, but, but you, you got it But, a be so, right. but it's, so, it's, so, it's it's it so good. Um, I think that's yeah. so. I think the. That is a slam dunk and it feeds into my third card which I'm not talking about yet but to your point I think there's three issues with the deck right one is preventing board wipes two is recovering from board wipes or removal spells and lastly is this blink theme which is extremely important as well.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you have the Yarok out, choose not to blink Yarok, and then everything oh happens twice. Once again, I, may, I made the comment that Yarok potentially is a yep. game winner if it gets back to your turn. What happens if you just have Yarok? You, you could literally play Yarok and have Brago already right. out and swing, and you yeah. just win. It's just yeah, that, over. that is incredible. So needs to come in. Yeah, for sure. All right. You, do you have a spell
1: huh? Brago? I feel like you would probably. probably probably all right what are you going to cut for your under 50 so part of this deck that really needs to enhance is getting stuff out of the graveyard right so there's a few cards okay. that do it um, we didn't talk about it, like living death in this in this deck i've won off of that it's bonkers um so there's a card in here that i still don't know if it's good um creepy renaissance question mark retro record scratch yeah, I, it's like right on the cusp for me, right? So three colorless, two green, choose a, choose a permanent type, return all cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to your hand, and a flashback for five colorless, two green. I don't know. I can't tell. Like, I literally can't tell what this Because, yeah. like, in some builds where it's like, well, if for some reason you're running green something artifacts or something like enchantments, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not sold on this guy. My...
0: Yeah, my thought on Creeping Renaissance is, it is a poor man's graveyard Mm -hmm. recursion, because it's only 75 cents. If you're not using it as a poor man's graveyard recursion, it's most likely whatever you pick, you hopefully have a lot of in your graveyard. So you're probably gonna go out of your maximum hand size. You're gonna have to discard losing stuff anyways. So you're possibly paying five to maybe get three Mm -hmm. cards back, four cards, um, which is still decent, but not amazing. So I look at Creeping Renaissance that works well in decks that are going to have very cheap things to cast. So they, AKA storm off uh, the decks that produce a godly amount of mana. So they get it, they can actually play the items or no maximum hand size type decks, which you don't even have a reliquary tower in the deck. So uh, like, look, I think it's a good card. It's just, I don't, I think you would get a bunch of allies to your hand and with your curve, it's like, okay, I paid five, I got a bunch of stuff back.
1: Yeah, discard, the turn, four. discard yeah. down in hand size. <laughs> totally. yeah. So I'm going to cut it for a new card, which I have a copy of, and I've been trying to figure out the deck to get into. So this has a. There's like two cards in this deck that this kind of goes against, but because I have no way to tutor for them besides my commander, I think Luminous Broodmoth is going to do some serious work in here.
0: Oh, man. Right? I think it works. Yeah, and and you got to get that really cool like oh. moth uh, mothma art, the, su- the super expensive
1: one. Ah, uh, oh yeah, thirty dollars. Oh, yeah. So, um, we talked about <laughs> this on our Coria spoiler. So, two colorless, two white for a creature insect. It's a three four flyer. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. So, it it is in the sense of board white prevention. And also if stuff yeah. dies in combat, I don't care. Come on back, trigger the Tuk Tuk, trigger these other sure. things. It seems to me that, and uh, like we talked about, as things come back with flying on it, we're going to the red zone. Now we don't need the two or three allies that are over that give things flying. So for me, it kind of fits that gap yeah. of dealing with the graveyard. It's also a creature that can attack and also helps push damage through. And I bought
0: one for overpriced when I was in Tulsa. <laughs> there you go and if you have Brago all the things with flying counters you can blink them out they no longer have flying counters you're good for board white protection Jeez. again huge huge fan of all that yeah. lines of play so but that's uh, oh man just think if you had a way oh this would be so good if you could figure out a way to take away flying from luminous Broodmoth. moth she would come back with a flying counter you blink uh, her this with Brago so she comes back without it then you have forever board white protection <gasps> forever unclean. Uh, I love the card works great. I love how we're adding more and more non allies into the ally. Oh What's it? What do you got for me next? Um. All right. So what I'm going to cut, you're going to be a little curious on urban evolution. So three colorless uh, Simic, uh, that's green, blue, it's a sorcery, draw three, and then you may play, play an additional land this turn. As the Simic released more of their Crassus experiments, they required new habitats, always at the expense of the locals. Um, I think it's over cost yeah, it's one it It's just flat out. Yeah. Um, continuing the train of adding in non-allies, oh, yeah. but that help you. So the first one, um, cmc parody we took out a four he added a four this one's a five we're gonna add a five i still want you to be able to get lands because you need to get that done but this card is a yeast card on top of a grain because we've kind of talked about sometimes you can only play a couple allies at a time or you may not have the hand and so you're just kind of stuck well this card lets you play stuff for free golos oh, tireless oh. <laughs> five colorless legendary artifact creature scout it's a rare it's a three five coming in at around six bucks uh when goldos etb search your library for a land card and put that card on the battlefield tapped so you're actually accomplishing better than your draw three because you gotta hopefully if you yeah. don't have a land you're hoping you're gonna get a land so this guarantees get you a land whatever land you want then for two colorless wooburg which you'll Let's, have at some point at, at some, some point, <laughs> Uh, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana costs. That's yeah. phenomenal. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about the uh, Mondu... Uh, what was that dude's name? Um, Munda Ambush Leader. There we go. Munda Ambush Leader. So we talked about Munda and how you were like, yeah, it sucks when you play it early game and you stack it with like the most expensive... Right. Stuff. Well, you can literally cast Munda, stack it how you want and activate Golos and it's all free. Um, And then you get the biggest stuff out there, probably 15 to 18 mana worth of allies for seven. So I, I think it does a lot. And once again, Feeds into your Broodmoth because if it dies, oh. it's gonna come back with a flying counter. That's another land trigger. Brago, you blink it. Oh. That's another land trigger. So you're, you're, it's still this ETB. Right. I think that's actually probably yes. You're an ally tribal deck, but I think actually if you look at the bones of your deck, it's an infinite it really battlefield is. deck. That's really I, I what it is. I completely agree with
1: you, and like, and that's when I was doing my research of like what to cut and how to come in and actually make it an ally stack as opposed to a degenerate infinite combo general tarsier deck. That's pretty much what I sure. it down to, right? It's like. In a sense, you you can play this as like a blink deck, and I think there's a lot of value in that. Especially playing the commander, yeah. where you can go get the
0: cards that come in. You can go get the one or two cards that mm-hmm. really matter for that. So, ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be to where you have the perfect setup and it's like, you know what? I just need one of the allies that drain yeah. life at this point. You know what? Uh, I'll cast my commander, I'll get it, I'll cast it. Brago blink, totally. everyone dies. Totally agree with that, man. All right, no budget. How'd All right, you break so, it?
1: So uh, this is a leftover card. I really want this card to be good. I really don't think it is. It was really good when this was permanence only, because I think it went creatures only, then permanence only. Um, and still, this is not cut the mustard. So I'm gonna cut Icon of Ancestry. Oh, okay. it's just I want it to work so well. So three colorless, uh, it's an artifact. Xander's battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control, the chosen type, get plus one, plus one, which is so it's like a bad robot at that point because it's not a card, it's sure. not a thing itself. And then three colors tap, look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card of the chosen type from among them and put it into your hand, put the rest of the bomb of your library in a random yeah. order. And that's the issue. It's like if it was each creature of that type, a la a la Brass Herald, Sure, and it's a repeatable fe- uh, it's a repeatable effect i think i would be more excited about it but the fact it's three tap and you're just yeah. rolling the dice right for one card even if you do stack your your hand up or your, the top of your library up there needs to be a term for top of the library like because we it's it's like top yeah, of so, like wordy it needs to be like yeah Terms. or something i don't know <laughs> get on it wizards about just
2: like uh top
1: just top but then everyone thinks about so we got ruined with that with freaking set size dividing top. That's immediately what you go to. So uh,
0: I literally thought you were about to say, we all just got ruined because you know top. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's exactly cheap. You beat me on game. Right. So, so what are you um, adding? I am
1: going to put in one of your favorite uh, card types of all time. And I think this is going to play Alter the Brood? No. Alter the breeze. Although that's not that would be horrible if we do the if we do the Brago blink thing um uh, Planeswalker I'm looking at Venser the Sojourner
3: yeah. Three colorless,
1: a uh, white and a blue for Legendary Planeswalker, Venser. So the, this accomplishes... The first two things are really what it accomplishes, right? It blinks and also gets in the red zone. So plus two, exile target permanent you control. Return to the battlefield under your control at the beginning okay. of the next end step. So pseudo board wipe removal, I guess. But mostly you get that end of the battlefield after you're usually...
0: No, it wouldn't have anything to do with board wipes because of the fact that you can only do it on your but turn. But I'm saying
1: if you do Those plus this, you go to the red zone, someone board wipes, then you still get that one thing back. Oh, Very fringe, right? Sure. But normally you can do this yeah. in the second main phase, like you attack with everything, second main phase, bounce it. But, and this is a re- this is the weird part about Venser, he's played in a ton of blink decks, but I think his number one, is, or his minus one, is often underutilized. So minus one, creatures can't so. even really block this turn. And to me, that's so important in this deck, right? So you're getting both the mm-hmm. ability to blink, which I, I agree with you is where this deck should be going logically. Um, but then you also have the ability to swing out. And then minus eight, which honestly in this deck will never happen. Uh, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, XL target permanent. This is coming in for about $12. Um, or if you get the foil version, about $10. So <laughs> for me... For which is always strange with these dual deck stuff, right? So for me, I think this actually really
0: will give this really gives this deck wheels where it needs it the most. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with it. I, I run Vincer in a couple decks. I actually forgot that he had a minus one because yeah, I always exactly. do the plus two. Um and see, and I think that's the I think that's kind of cool about Vincer to where it shows its flexibility even with this plus, because it is a permanent. Every time I do the plus two, I always do that mm-hmm. with a land. I'm always, that way I have an untapped land, and that way I can sell the ruse of a Swan Song counter spell removal, whatever. Um, Or in your case, you could sell it as a General Tazri activation, a Golos activation, what have you. But the minus one, I mean, for five mana, you could say three turn clock, I win. Exactly. Because I kill you, I kill you, I kill you, uh, and it's kind of done. So I really like that. And it could
1: be the thing where it's like, I've built this big board of allies. I play one. None of them have haste, or, you know, they're all kind of waiting around and like, okay, I can block here. I can block here, even though I've got a lethal. Sure. Five mana, Vencer comes in, swing out in. So. And who's to say Vencer isn't an yes, ally? Yes, exactly. Look at him. Look at that face. The guy, the guy, the guy wants to be an off key tribal so bad.
0: <laughs> all right. What do you on got? to me. We're gonna cut a card that actually sees CEDH play, so you should probably take it out of this deck and put it in a competitive tech. Um, I hear that you need stuff from your graveyard, but no. Uh, you, there are better cards for your deck than this. Noxious Revival needs oh. to get cut. <laughs> So this is a Phyrexian green Which means you can either pay a green or two life It's an instant uh, Put target card from a graveyard on top of its owner's library So it's used in CEDH Because if someone tries to dig out of their graveyard To get their combo piece Well I'm just going to shove it on top And oh, kind of pause gotcha your interaction uh, or if they try to do that to your own graveyard well I'm gonna go ahead and put it on top because you're trying to exile my uh, graveyard I'm gonna
1: pull back the curtain a little bit here I got like six of these
0: from the Tice Bundle <laughs> here we go and that's the only reason why it's in here five bucks Woo. yeah that's the only reason it's five dollars I mean it may see some constructed older mm-hmm. card type play but it's just, I, I mean, it. it's just, uh, but yeah C-E-G-H, it's just a Phyrexian it's,
1: it's a Phyrexian mana card those are always gonna be expensive but yes <laughs> I certainly yeah. don't need
0: this in this deck. So this card comes in at a cool, it's weird, market price $3, card kingdom $850. dollars $11 on MTGO. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> It's a card from Ikoria. Now, everything I've done CMC parity on, so this is actually just going to be one-off. So it's going to increase curve by technically, I guess in theory too, because it's not just revival you should right. never pay a green for, it's always two life. Kenan Bonder Prodigy. Oh. Legendary creature, human druid. Whenever you tap a non-land permanent for mana, add one mana of any type that permanent Mm. produced. You run so many mana rocks in this deck. And I feel like your deck's gonna stall because of your mana woes. Right, right, right. That's really, it's mana woes and card draw. And so if we can solve one of them, Golos kind of solves card draw and mana this is going to sure. serve your mana. And technically he does feed into your ally theme. Cause you can pay five colorless Simic. Look at the top five of your library, put a non-human creature from among them onto the battlefield. Opposed to all of these ally things where it's like, Oh look, show an ally right, put right, it right. to your hand. And it's like, cool. I'm, you know, like, I'm glad I paid four mana for that. Well, seven mana, if you have this out. Sure, if you have seven mana, you're probably going to do Golos. <laughs> but if you don't have Golos, you could do it with this. And now, boom, you're getting allies to the battlefield. And I did check, and a lot of your allies are not And humans. we just talked about how weird, so, we, like, I,
1: I, again, the non-human thing always scares me, but the more, you're right, right? We talked about how there's vampire allies, merfolk allies, elf isla- allies, crab allies, I don't have it in this deck. Yeah. But, um... I agree, man, like that's that feels pretty good. Um, just something to do, because that does happen a lot of times, because this deck really doesn't play at any sort of speed besides combat. So just having something to do with all this stuff, and you know, we didn't talk about how it's all signets because that's again, all I had lying around when I built it. The fact that you're getting even more bang for your buck out of that, and it's a two two for two, uh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about this one. <laughs> Which is weird, because wasn't how how is this card only $6? I thought this was supposed to be like bonkers, simic, competitive, $30 card stuff.
0: Yeah, so I did some counting, um, and I'm going to now search by how everyone else (laughs) searches by. So out of the 33 creatures you have in your deck, half have the human subtype. So you're going to hit it 50% of the time, which I still think is a very good ratio when you're looking at the top five. Totally agree. Yeah, you're, you're going to get there. And the nice thing is when you tap the non-land permanent, you get to add one mana of any type. So that's not going to hurt you on your mana dorks that may be humans. It's not going to get punished for that either. So I think this is great. Obviously, wait for it to drop in price. I mean, if you can get one for $3, right. I would say absolutely get one for 3 Uh But if that's not the true price and it really is like $10 plus, wait for mm-hmm. rotation. You got so many decks, you could probably play allies this month and then not see it for a year. <laughs>
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> and, and,
1: but I think so, and the last thing I'll say about this, which actually we didn't even talk about, is that this gives me the ability to play an ally at instant speed as well, right? Where it's like, okay, yeah. I did my thing. I'm intentionally not going to cast something because I have the various allies who give me protection from this, out or the other thing. Um, And now I can pay
0: the seven mana, get into it, and get off to the races. And and the only thing that would be bad with that is technically you'd be paying seven, you get an ally, you protect your allies, Kennen's going to die from whatever. But I think that's kind of his point. His point is to get allies to protect your other allies. And that's actually kind of what his card is all about anyways. It's to find the non-human cards to help your other non-human cards and your humans are just kind of there. Makes sense to me. And you know what else makes sense? The fact that we're done recording and we're at the end of the episode, and as promised, here's some details about that new giveaway from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're gonna be giving away because we have so many sets that come out. A Zendikar Rising Fat Pack. Nice. So you will be getting one of those, plus a CMD Tower playmat and sleeves. To enter, it's extremely simple. Just help promote the content we currently produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media, um, and including following and supporting the channel. Uh, We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News, October 6th, and social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will be happening every month, so keep on supporting us. Uh, But if you would like to leave us some positive feedback on your consumption platform, whether it's YouTube or a podcast, uh, please do, it makes us feel nice. Very nice. (laughs) And a five-star review. The Borat reference. If if you'd like to find out ways that you can contact the team and find out more ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell out except for the five. Big Tuck. If they want to become part of your ally tribe, where can they get a hold of you? Uh,
1: I am still at Big Tuck tweeting on the interwebs, AKA Twitter. At some point, I will reinstall the app on my phone and actually be able to respond in real time. Boo. Uh, I, what? To install the app or no? The, the fact that you don't even have
0: the app. Yeah, Boo. It's, uh, it's a real quagmire. Um, you can also reach me at at BigTuckCMDTower.com. You can uh, also reach our main account at CMD Tower uh, on Twitter as well. We also have a website where we will have the deck list and article posted, cmdtower.com. Basically, go to your interwebs and type in crumbling necropolis mystic nice. monastery drana liberator of malakir tower.com. Uh, Sweet McGee, if people want to hear your beautiful self, how could they do that?
2: Well, I mean... If you want to hear me, I guess you got to call me and or come here in person or listen to this here podcast. But otherwise, if you want to digitally see what's going on, you can find me on Twitter at Deer Squee. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. Uh, You can also email me at uh, deersquee at cmdtower.com. Does have a full
0: studio if you ever do come to the Kansas City area. Um, Has all the the gadgets and gizmos galore. He's like Willy Wonka, but instead of a chocolate factory, it's a basement with angry kitties and guitars. (laughs) If you'd like to support our sponsor And let them know that you really appreciate These monthly giveaways uh, Head over to LoveOneGameShop.com When you place an order in the order notes Just type in CMD towers to know that you came from The Collective They do have uh, their own TCG store As well as their own storefront uh, So you can get your singles or seals You can also just get board game accessories Uh, Hook them up Let them know that you appreciate these monthly giveaways Because it would mean a lot to us And I know in these times it would mean a lot to them uh, if you would like to help us out financially Head over to our Patreon Patreon.com slash CMD Tower uh, We have all the reward tiers And we're trying to get to those 50 patron goal uh, So that way we can have one of you guys On the cast where uh, I will go ahead and announce Once we're at 50, regardless of what The financial piece is, we're going to actually Have a little kit that we will ship you Each month uh, that will have a Microphone, pair of headphones, and a laptop So literally you just Whoa. have to open it up And you'll be able to record with a uh, yeah virtual IRL. That doesn't make sense, but we're going to roll with it anyway. It's a new thing. V-I-R-L. V-I-R-L. There we go. As well as every tier that we have on there does give you additional entries into the monthly giveaways. Now, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you'd still like to pick up some of that sweet swag our patrons get, just head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We have different bundles, or you can just get, you know, a awesome if you listen to the Action 4 news, apparently Mr. Combo needs his own Mr. Combo reminder token, <laughs> uh, or or you can pick up a Big Tuck Monarch token just to let people know that you are the queen. And of course, thank you to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So Big Tuck to start off our month of tribal. General Tazri, the Allied Front. Uh, how do you feel now? Do you think us adding all these non-allies will still make you feel like it's an ally of a deck? Yeah, I think it's gonna
1: make it a deck I actually want to play, um, outside of just just being like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay losing. Uh, without its uh, without its baggage, so yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's like going into a deck building knowing that you're already pushing a boulder up a hill. When you look at allies, right, where it's like yeah. your your pool of cards is extremely limited. I would say it's similar to like energy decks or you know vehicle decks. Sure. You only have so many to pull from. But I, I think with our combined <laughs> with our combined wills and powers, we can't turn this into. A deck that i actually enjoy playing
0: (laughs) yeah and i I think that's a great point because i mean i do have a vehicle deck and if i just went vehicle tribal it wouldn't be fun so that's why i had to add the extra planar lenses of the world the land taxes the white stacks cards the infect type of equipment type stuff you know to be able to make it worthwhile um and i would definitely say just jamming a bunch of allies <laughs> together and tribal support cards. Yeah, like sure, you could've put a coat of arms in here and it probably made it a little bit better. Um, oh, but I have one of those. Who wants to do that? I just have one sent around. Um, but I, I think with some of these fringe tribes, you have to kind of see, okay, outside of the tribe, what is the tribe trying right. to accomplish? Like uh, Mikel that we've referenced uh, got tasked with building a Cephloid deck and I think their whole thing is mm-hmm. tapping people's stuff and they don't untap during the next turn so he kind of went all into like how can I do as many of these effects as I can and then get in for the little bit of damage that right. I could and so with the allies with the rally mechanic it's all ETB so it's like okay how do I feed in more ETB effects if possible um, and, and unfortunately you got all the good allies you just now have to get the <laughs> non-allies to help support that and I think you opened the door with having Yarok in there because honestly I would have stuck to your ally theme but I saw That I was like, yes, I got the excuse. I like it. it." I I think I think these are some of your best cuts that we've had yet. Well, that's all I got to say tonight. Oh, except for you should add alter the brood. Oh no.